the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So every preacher's favorite topic to preach on, hell. Everybody knows nobody goes to hell anymore, right? Only just, only Hitler and the people who voted for the other candidate in the last election, right? But yet hell is in the Bible. And uh, Jesus talks about hell and he warns about hell. So what are we, what are we to do about this? What are we to make of it? Um, Jesus is, 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 is using uh, hell, and there's a Greek word here. The Greek word is Gehenna. And Gehenna is an actual place. It's a valley outside of Jerusalem. And by the time of Jesus, it had been used as a dump, as the city dump, for generations. I don't know if you've ever been to a dump or a landfill. Uh, I grew up in the country, so we used to, used to have to go there every weekend. And, and uh, you know, what do you find when you go to a, a dump? Well, there's fires that are burning all the time. And, you know, the maggots are there, and they're, and they're churning all the time. Uh, that was what was going on in Gehenna, in the dump outside the city walls of Jerusalem. It was an accursed place. And this is how it got to be accursed. God rescues the people of Israel, the, the Hebrew people. They become, the, he rescues them from slavery. He leads them out of the house of bondage with a mighty and outstretched hand. He gives them a holy and a righteous way of life. He protects them and cares for them day by day and he settles them in the Holy Land. In the reading from Numbers today, we have, um, yes, I know you rescued us from slavery. That was yesterday, but what about today? And, um, it is a characteristic of human nature that we're God-forgetting. We're, we're God-hungry on the one hand, we're God-forgetting on the other hand. They come into the land of Israel. They come into the land of Palestine. And... There they turn away from the Lord their God to one of the gods of the land. The gods of the land promise rain. The gods of the land promise fertility. The gods of the land promise prosperity. They're idols. They're not the true and living God. And, and it is in the nature of idols that they promise much and they deliver little and this is always characteristic of the idols, whether ancient idols or contemporary idols, that they, in the end, ask for human sacrifice, beginning with the blood of children. Now, the God that they had turned to worship, they turned away from the one true and living God, and they turned to worship one of the idols. The idol that they turned to worship was an idol called Moloch. And the price of Moloch's benefaction the price of the rain, fertility, and prosperity which he would deliver, the price of that was that you uh, offered your children as a burnt offering. Gehenna was the place outside the city walls where the people of Israel, on ritual occasions, would offer their children as a burnt offering to the god Moloch. When they came to themselves, when they returned to the one true and living God, and return to the way of life, which is the Torah, the Ten Commandments. God gives 
the people the Ten Commandments. He says, behold, this day I set before you life and death, therefore choose life. And Jesus is talking about Gehenna as the alternative to the life that he is setting before us. So he's, he's making a point. This is, this is, this is, this is not a, um, a video report about the geography of, of the afterlife. Just, this is Jesus warning about the terrible consequences that are entailed with rejecting God and rebelling against God. Long, a long time ago, I, I, I taught a, a, a course in a summer school at one of the, at the local university where I was. It was a course, Introduction to Religion. And before I started doing the subject matter, I just wanted to see where people were, and I asked them, about their beliefs, we did a little survey, and I found out that at that time, this is a long time ago, 30 years ago, I wonder how it is now, at that time I found out that most of the students believed in some kind of afterlife. They're pretty certain that there was some sort of an, of an afterlife, eternity of some sort, maybe incarnation, but some, some persistence of, of the human person. And, uh, but, Few of them believed in a personal God. Belief in eternity, not, no belief in the personal God. Um, I, I said to him, well, when we come to the study of Christianity, uh, uh, you will learn that, in, that the Christians have a name for that in, in, in Christian theology, eternity without God, that's called hell. Um, the, 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 the essence of the punishment of Hell, as it's presented to us in the Bible, is that it's eternity without God. And Jesus is not giving us here a kind of um, um, detailed description of the afterlife. What he's doing is he's, he's speaking metaphorically and he's, he's speaking hyperbolically in the way that Middle Eastern people do. He's, he's, he's making his point. How desperate is this choice, this choice between life and death? The way, that, the way that leads to life is the way of following him, the way of humility, of, of uh, repentance, of confession, and then of forgiveness, mercy, blessing, peace. And, and, and what is the alternative of that? as we turn more and more away from God. And as we turn more and more away from God, inevitably we turn more upon each other, inevitably we turn more in upon ourselves, and inevitably we give ourselves over to some idol. And the idols are always cruel. And what is the idol-worshiping life like? What is the God-rejecting life like? Well, it's, it burns. And it gnaws. I have set before you life and death. Therefore, choose life. Jesus says in St. John's Gospel, I've come that they might have life and have that abundantly. We, we tend to think of heaven and hell as... Um, as rewards that a, that a loving God could give out 
uh, arbitrarily. Um, if God is really a God of love, why wouldn't he just give everybody an A? Why wouldn't he just reward everybody equally? Well, there are some rewards that uh, any reward has to be, any gift has to be received. That's the one thing. And there are some rewards that won't do you much good unless you can get yourself in the place where you can receive them. Um, we often have fundraisers here for the choir, and one of the, one of the fundraisers is there'll be an organ lesson. And if people will bid on that, maybe they, get, maybe they win the organ. And if I bid on it and I get the organ lesson, uh, I, I'll come and I'll be fascinated, but it won't do me a lot of good. I'm not in the place where I can really receive the benefit that is there to be received. What will, what will a bad man do with the love of a good woman? Yet that love might be redeeming. We've seen that happen. You've seen that happen. You've also seen it rejected and trampled underfoot. God is a God of love, and because God is a God of love, he will not force himself upon us. He will pursue us, he will woo us, he will stand all day with his arms outstretched to us, ready to offer us forgiveness, mercy, blessing, peace, new life. New life with him and with each other that begins now and which the grave cannot hold. But he will not force himself upon us. And there is this terrible possibility this terrible possibility that I tremble to know the answer to, that we might reject him forever, that his love for us might, his love for us and his respect for our choosing might go so deep that he would allow us to rebel against him forever. Which brings me to the colic for today, which is one of my favorite colics. O God, who declarest thy almighty power chiefly in showing mercy and pity, mercifully grant unto us such a measure of thy grace that we, running to obtain thy promises, may be made partakers of thy heavenly treasure through Jesus Christ our Lord. There is a fear of hell which can be drummed up by unscrupulous preachers. I grew up under that where the preacher uses psychological manipulation to kind of push people one way or another. That's, that, that's sub-Christian, and that's not worthy of the way that God works with us. But there is a, there is a sober, there's a sobriety about the choice between life and death. Behold, I put before you this day life and death. Therefore, choose life. Grant us such a measure of thy grace that we may run to obtain thy promises. In the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.